0: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Welcome, 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 welcome into BetQLU, a very special edition bet, QLU, as uh one of us has the privilege of being <laughs> at the center of the sports universe this week in Las Vegas for the Super Bowl. That's my man RJ Choppy. He's in Vegas. Are you at, is this Mandalay Bay? Are you in Mandalay Bay right now?
0: Yes, sir. Mandalay Bay. Uh all week. All week we've been here. I just moved I just moved in here. This is my new this is my new setup. I'm gonna okay, be here great. for the remaining time that we do this show. I'm gonna be here every week. Uh, doing the show right from here. I, I don't. I don't. I don't consider. I don't see myself leaving. I don't see myself moving. I just don't. This is this is amazing, uh, out here in yeah. Radio Row and, and the Super Bowl all week.
1: No, and you you look amazing with the you know the snazzy technology and the cameras and the and the what is it like? Just lighting is that is that the difference right now? Like, you must it's, just it's have great. amazing lighting.
0: It's it's great lighting. It's yeah. not me. I don't. I, I look pretty hideous. I mean, you see the bags under my eyes. My radio show that I normally do on 105 through the fan in Dallas, it's 5.30 to 10 Central Time. We are Pacific Time. It is 3.30 to 8 a.m. I'm I'm up at 2.30 every morning. That's everybody. unreal.
1: That's yeah. unreal. You're soldiering through.
0: Minute nap. One 40-minute nap all week.
1: But, you know, you go to bed later, right? I mean, it's, it's a trade-off, right? I mean, it's <laughs> like, you know, like 9.30 out there is like, you know, it, it's late, but it's not so – I don't know. It all kind of comes out in the wash. You know, look, we got a lot to get to on the show today, college basketball. Obviously, RJ's been out in Vegas all week long, just absolutely uh, smashing every sports book in sight with the sharpest bets you can imagine. Uh, And we'll get to one of those here in just a moment. We'll obviously update you uh, on the college football slate this week and get into that, as we always do. And then uh, maybe if we have some time, uh, a little football discussion, as there have been some interesting developments in the world of college football. But RJ, man, you are there in Vegas. Uh, I mean, has it? How's it been? How's this? You know, first Super Bowl there in Vegas. Has it just been a?
0: Uh, has it been a
1: crazy scene?
0: Yes, it's great, man. Like this, I, I heard this is the most uh, media credentials they've get ever given out for like a radio row at the Super Bowl. Uh, there's like a hundred and 80 different uh stations if you want to call them that podcasts uh, at, at the yep. convention Center and for the first time I mean a third of them less than a third of them are radio stations I mean there's mostly just podcasters and and, and publications of any kind of TV stations whatever it, it is it is a completely different ball game but dude it is nuts the um, the strip's crazy um all the books can feel it like they're they're much this this book yeah. this is the first time I've been in this one. This week, but you can feel the energy here uh, today, especially the first day, Tuesday, Wednesday. Meh. You get a Thursday of, of Super Bowl week, and everyone's yep. in town. The The Rock is here today. The Rock was here. Yes, he is uh, walking around. Yes, all the athletes are here, man. Like it's it's cool.
1: I went to the. Uh, I actually watched the Super Bowl last year from Allegiant uh, as part of uh, of a. Of a unique situation, and and it was unbelievable. I mean, it was just amazing. So to actually think about the game, you know, playing out there. I mean, it's a beautiful stadium, man. It is uh, it is going to be a scene. Have you, and by the way, real quick before we get to college have you made a bet
0: yet for the Super Bowl? Have you put anything in? I've not. I've not. I've not. Uh, wow. I've got an idea. A few bets. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go today. Uh, I've been I've been trying to make a little bit more of a bankroll here, man, uh, and I've done well. I've done well for myself this week. Oh, outside okay. of one time. But I've, I've normally – I really yeah. – I have. I've done The, the craps table has been very nice to me. The blackjack table. Good for the you. The sports books been nice. Good for you. Except for one thing. Except for one thing, mm. and we will talk mm. about that. But no, I am going to make all my Super Bowl bets tonight.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Well, we should talk a little bit at least about the – you know, because sometimes sometimes it's uh, it's just comical, right? Sometimes it's just – you're just so wrong. It's not even – so just some background. RJ gets to Vegas – He He's he's got the itch. He wants to bet on something. He's trying to. You know. He hasn't gotten his bearings yet. What's the What's the play? So, I I'll hold my hand up for this one. I raise my hand. Okay. I thought Georgia Tech at home getting five against Wake Forest was a good spot, and uh, I think Georgia Tech had like five points in the first fourteen minutes of the game, something like that.
0: Yeah, see that that I must have just misread the text. I think you should have. You, I think you meant to say bet Georgia Tech to score five points in the first sixteen minutes. That's what I think <laughs> you meant to lap. say. Yeah. Because it was thirty-one yeah. to five. It was thirty. It was thirty-one to five with like four and a half minutes to go in the half. And I, I, I'm just uh, I'm out. This is this is over. They made a cute little run. Did, did you watch like, the, Were
1: you watching the whole thing?
0: I was watching the entire thing because my buddy that you know, I was with, he had, he had bet some. Un, I mean, he bet it had a comma in it, okay? His number had a comma in it. He bet first half Bowling Green Buffalo. Nobody bets first half Bowling Green Buffalo unless you're a complete degenerate. And it was Bowling Green minus seven and a half. And they were tied with like two minutes to go. They go on an eight-o run and a half, and he covers. And he's going nuts. Wow. Meanwhile, I'm tearing my ticket up, piece by piece, over the final like 15 mm. minutes of this basketball game. Uh, mm. Tale of tale of two different tickets. That's what it was. That's
1: right. That's right. And you know, on we have a rundown every every time we do the show, yeah. and you know that, that our man Zach puts together and does an amazing job. And he, he's got a question here. You know, will I make? Will we make a worse bet all season? <laughs> It's, it's it's honestly, it's a fair question because it was just, it was D-O-A, right? I mean, yeah. it was just dead on arrival. I mean, Damon, Day, I don't know if you saw the post-game press conference, but Damon Stoudemire, the coach of Georgia Tech, he was asked for an opening statement when he got to the press conference and he said, got that ass whooped. <laughs> I don't, I don't I, off the top of my head, I don't know if I'll make a, I mean, I've made some bad ones, right? It's, it's kind of hard to, to separate, but that was definitely because yeah. that's the worst thing, right? When you bet an underdog, and you just know in the first ten minutes of the
0: game you're completely dead, right? Because in order to pull an upset, I mean, you need to have, you need to have some, some things go well, go your way. First of all, is you know you can't turn the ball over like they did. You got to make your yep. three pointers, and then the other team can't make their shots, right? You need all those things. Now a home upset's a little bit different, but it, for the most part. If you're going to pull the upset, dude, like, you've got to have that team be off, you be on, and then you don't yep. help them out. Well, all three went the opposite way for Georgia Tech that night. It was a That's complete right. destruction from the start. And I was, you know, look, I'm glad they gave me drink tickets. I'll just say Wrong that. side. Yeah. They gave me drink. Yeah.
1: That's it. You were on the wrong side on that. We were on the wrong side. But, yes, hopefully they gave you double. You deserve double the amount of drink tickets for that specific bet. Uh, All right, let's get to some other results around the country. Uh, Earlier in the week, Auburn, which was really looking for a signature win this season. I like this team, but they had not really had that signature win to date. And they got it on Wednesday night, getting revenge on Alabama, number 16 ranked Alabama. I mean, just it was just a destruction. 99-81, uh, to 81, Janai Broome, 24.7 rebounds, five blocks. Obviously, you look around the SEC, you have Tennessee, you have Alabama, uh, but, but how quickly, RJ, in that discussion,
0: do you think the Auburn Tigers need to be? Look, I, they, uh, they were a team that you had, to, you had to see them do it, right? They had a pretty poor non, you know, non-conference straight in the schedule. They didn't play anybody at all. You needed to see a win. You needed to see, you needed to see a big win over a good team, and you need to see a good road win. And they're going to have their chance. Yeah. I mean, they're going to have their chances in the SEC to play a number of teams. There's like what six teams in the conference in the top 25. They're going to have their chance in the tournament in the, in the SEC tournament. I don't know. I don't. I don't. They're probably not in line for a one seed. They're probably going to be too far away. I don't think their schedule is going to be good enough in the non-conference to be able to get one, unless a couple of teams at the top just completely tank. But I mean, they're clearly good enough. I mean, Bruce Pearl has shown that he can win everywhere. He can win in the mid major, he can win at two different schools in the SEC. I think winning at Auburn is even more impressive than what he did at Tennessee because I mean he's doing this after he was basically banned for a couple of years. And you gotta be yeah. banned and then convince guys to go to your school still and convince guys that you're not gonna, you know, you know, be be, uh, be thrown out of the league in a couple of years. I mean, what he has done, dude. The guy, the guy's the truth, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's already taken over to a Final Four, um, and that's yeah. a you know that's that's a, that's not an easy program to do that at. And yeah, I mean, in terms of their seed, I, I mean, they have a few opportunities left. They have uh, South Carolina at home, which obviously that's going to be a better uh, that's a better game than anybody would have expected coming into the season. Then you have Kentucky at home then you're at Tennessee on the 28th, and that's really it. I don't think even if they sweep those three games that they're probably a one. I think that that probably is going to leave them still as a two. But Auburn is absolutely a team that I'm interested in
0: backing moving forward. I just yeah. think that's a team I mean, that's pretty complete. Look, that, that Tennessee game on the road, I mean, that might be – for the one seed in the conference, I mean that might be to win the conference. Yeah. You never know. Yeah, I mean, very well could. Be, yeah,
1: games,
0: right. Auburn and, and Tennessee and uh, and 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 Alabama and what South Carolina. They all they all have two losses uh, in conference. Yep. They're all probably going to lose another conference game, and then it's just going to shake mm-hmm. down on head to head stuff. And and you know like that 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 game very well could be, you know, for the overall one seed. Yep. Absolutely so Auburn is just a team
1: that you know depending on situation uh, I, and I've said this before but I think you know again when you talk about the NCAA tournament, that's a team that uh, I think has very very much a chance to to be there uh, when it's all said and done you know in the final four there in Arizona. All right few more things we need to touch on. Uh, Kansas after putting together one of the most complete performances of the season against Houston, uh, they go down in overtime to Kansas State as five and a half point favorites. Um, I think it sort of illustrates, in some ways, the peril of Kansas. Whereas, like when they're at home, and you and you know the old adage, role players play better at home. They're going to be yeah. great. They're going to be very difficult to beat. But when you get out of that, when you get out of the, the you know the home court advantage at Fogg, it's like I don't know if they're a team I can I can really trust, especially if I have to lay a big number. Uh, is that where you are on on Kansas, RJ, or or do, or do you still like them even with the rivalry loss?
0: I mean, look, I still like them. I mean, teams are going to lose games. Uh, it's it's tough we lose home games, but teams are going to lose games. I mean, just look at and I know they're I know they're completely on different opposite ends of the spectrum. But you know that was a big win they had you know against Houston. We saw Nebraska do the same thing. They had a big win against Wisconsin. They they showed up the next week and they lost a tough. They lost back to back games to Northwestern and Illinois. You know, like that—that's just tough, right? It's—it's it's right. like tough to, to, you get a big win, there's there's sometimes a letdown, especially when you're a favorite, and sometimes when you get a big win, you want another big game, and I know a rivalry game should be a big game, but you want another day, game against team equal to or greater than you to avoid that. They didn't. They got bit. They got bit by a yep. team that was hungry, and you know, look, you're gonna you're gonna lose. These are 18 year old kids. You're gonna lose some yep. games. You're gonna have freaks.
1: A little older, little older these days because of the portal yeah, and the right? uh,
0: and the COVID year. But
1: yes, they're still like most of these guys are tax-paying adults.
0: They are, you know, they are. they're, they're, they're millennials, man. They got millennials to playing to these games now. That, that's right.
1: That's right. Born in '91, playing. You know. I know.
0: Right.
1: So yes, but no, it, it is part of it. Uh, real quick, I want to run through these before we before we get to a break here, uh, Carolina lost at home to Clemson uh, after beating Duke. Kentucky finally gets off the mat and pummels Vanderbilt. Wisconsin loses at Michigan as a five-and-a-half-point favorite. And Zach's got the question on here, which one of these was the most notable, noteworthy? RJ, I'm going to say that it was Wisconsin. Um, this is a Wisconsin team that not long ago was in talks to be a one seed. People really took them credibly as a one seed. They they killed Michigan State uh, at home. But they've now lost three in a row. And I think it's sort of the same things. It's like, is there enough, you know, uh, is there enough on this team? You know, I felt like watching that Purdue game over the weekend that they just lacked enough shooting. You know, yeah. I think that's sort of the issue. But it, it, but it, which one of, of, of the games we talked about, which one felt, whether it's to the positive or the negative, which one felt most noteworthy to you?
0: You know the Carolina. Carolina was a home loss. That's tough. Clemson never beats Carolina, and Carolina like historically, right? But the Wisconsin one for me, I I, I took Wisconsin in the first half. I took the minus three and a half in that game, and they they were they were kind of struggling the entire first half. They struggled the entire game, really. Um, I that Michigan's a bad team. Michigan should not have done that to them. They can't get out of their own way right now. Michigan couldn't. Yep. And in this game, like it, Wisconsin was the one. That looked like they were in shambles. Wisconsin was the one that like they couldn't win Big Ten games. It wasn't Michigan. Michigan looked like a team that had been ranked all year.
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It was a, a rude awakening for that Wisconsin team. That is certainly out of that discussion now. No question about it. Look, we got a lot more to get to. Uh, I, as always, a packed Saturday slate, uh, which we will touch on this weekend. Uh, as we have a very interesting one: Illinois at Michigan State. Auburn, Florida, we have Tennessee, Texas A&M, so we'll get into all of that uh, and more here on the show. You're watching BetQLU with RJ, live from Vegas and John Martin in Memphis. Hi, welcome back to BetQLU. We're talking all things college basketball. I'm John Martin. He's RJ Choppy. We are just five weeks away from Selection Sunday, and we're in the heart of conference play and we have a pretty good feel for the most part on what teams are and are not about. But felt like it's a good time now to just sort of uh, update everybody and, and sort of take a take a survey of who's in, who's out, who's trending up, who's trending down. And to help us sort through all this, we're going to add in our man, Zach Kroll, who's our producer, has been working with us uh, all season long. and. Always good to get back to three. Three is company. So, fellas, let's get started. R.J. Gonzaga, who is ranked 28th in the net. They're 0-5 in quad one uh, games. They do not have a quad one win. They do not currently have a victory over a team in the NCAA tournament field. They just lost to St. Mary's. Um, we know that they probably do have some reputation working for them. But does this have the feel of, a, of an at-large NCAA tournament team to you, R.J.?
0: Look, I don't think it does. I, uh, I I do think that like their reputation might help them out. Um, there's no doubt about that. I, I, it's, it's unavoidable. These these are humans, right? You you can't avoid people just thinking, oh Gonzaga. You know they got to be in. There, there's no doubt they have to be better uh, than you know Colorado. They have to be better than Washington State. They have to be right. They're Gonzaga. Um, but man, I don't know. I, I don't I don't watch this team and think, oh man, that's a team that could pull like three upsets and make the Elite Eight. I just I just don't see it. So I I think they might be out. You've got to be – you've got to win at least a quad one game or two. You can't have that kind of record, I don't think,
2: in a quad one, even though their net's pretty good. Zach, what do you think? RJ said it, man. They're 0-5 in Quadrant 1 games. This is a team that doesn't really have a win right now over anyone that's projected to make the NCAA tournament. And I watched them a little bit against St. Mary's. And the one thing that really stood out to me watching that game on Saturday was this just isn't a vintage Gonzaga team. There's no Jalen Suggs or no Chet Holmgren walking through that door. And for the first time in a while, I thought the talent on both sides of the court between those two rivals looked pretty even. Now, they'll have a big opportunity to kind of move the needle on Saturday, playing at Rupp Arena against Kentucky. That's a non-conference game that we see in the middle, beginning of February. We don't really see that that often, but that's a game they got to win. And I think right now their only yep. chance to get there is yeah. uh, by winning the WCC tournament.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I the last time I got involved with Gonzaga was December 15th because they play so late, I'm, like, already in bed or winding down or whatever. But the last time I got involved with them was against UConn. I I took the points, uh, Gonzaga plus four and a half or something, and they were just – now, Grant, I mean, this is UConn, right? I mean, this is the number one team in the country, and they were – you know, they had a healthy cling in, but, I mean, Gonzaga got dominated essentially – at home. I mean this was uh, this was, you know, basically a, a home game. It wasn't at their place, but it was I think it you know, one of the neutral venues close enough to where it would have been mostly Gonzaga fans. And it was just a it was just a route. Um, and I look at this Gonzaga team and man, they're just so limited. They're so limited. They play, as always they play really short rotations and I just don't you know, Graham Graham EK is about what they have in, in Watson and you get past that and it's just it's pretty thin. Um, and they're going to have chances, right? I mean, they have Kentucky coming up and they have St. Mary's on the road again. But if they don't win those two, you know, I just, I definitely just don't see this happening for them um, other than winning their league tournament, which they probably will, is my guess. Yeah. I mean, my guess is that they probably, you know, so this is all moot. But, but, but look, I mean, we're not used to this, right? We're not used to this for Gonzaga having to get in via the tournament. Um, and I don't know. I just wonder what that means for the future of Mark Few at Gonzaga. I, just, mm. I sort of think all that sort of comes into play. But no, I would say definitely out um, right now. And then the side question is: uh, would would it be would it be good for college basketball if they miss the dance? Would it be bad? Would it not bad? Would it not matter? I mean, I, I tend to think it would probably not matter uh, because we're used to Gonzaga not winning anyway. So I don't I don't know that it would be you know. Like it's gonna be some great loss. Oh my god, Gonzaga's not in. We have to shut down the tournament.
0: Yeah, they're new money. They're new money, man. Like they don't they don't have a fan base like Carolina does. You know, Carolina or Duke miss. I mean, that, that's a different tournament. Uh Gonzaga misses. I mean, they, they got a like they they got a great program and like mad respect to what they've done, but they don't have a following. They don't have a national following. They have a national following because they're a small school. People like them yeah. because they're a small. They're like the Detroit Lions, man. Like the Detroit Lions became like America's sweetheart this year, not because everybody loves the Lions, it's because like, hey, they're the cute little story, and that's that's Gonzaga. But like, we're twenty years into that story, like they're gonna miss. That's okay. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, um,
1: moving on down the list here, Virginia, which is now coming uh, coming on strong, and it started to look like one of those Tony Bennett performances. Now up to thirty two in the net, they just uh, they just handled Miami. Uh, I mean, just destroyed of 38 for the game is all Miami could muster. 29% from the field. Two quad one wins. Four and two in quad two. Uh Zach, does this sort of have the feel of a Virginia team that's picking up steam and is going to, you know, find its way in? What do you think?
2: It's funny, John. Going into the season, I was really wondering if Tony Bennett was a guy built for the transfer portal NIL era. When Virginia was at the peak of their powers, winning national championships, getting one seeds, they had older, experienced guys that have been in the system for a couple of years now. And they have that a little bit. Reese Beekman has been there for a couple of years. He's really good. Isaac McNeely, really good shooter that stands out. But I was just surprised yep. how they handled Miami. Like I don't know if you guys saw, but Jim Larinaga just – walked away from the huddle in the middle of the game. He, he quit on his team, and you understand why. But the ACC, it's kind of murky, man. I, there aren't really that many opportunities for quality wins. I'll give them the slight, slight nod right now, but I think they're one of those teams that are, they're on the fringe of the bubble. Like, every game for them matters, and that was a, a big win for them to beat Miami on Monday.
0: Where you at, RJ? Man, I think they're going to wind up getting in. I'm just bored by them, dude. Like, I get they're a great defensive team. They're like watching paint drive, man. It's their offense sucks. It's bad. Like, I can't watch that team play. And, you know, I think they were like the number one team in the nation. They were dominant. It was like it was fun yeah. to watch, right? Their offense was good enough. It was fun to watch. This is boring. This is bad basketball. There's nothing I find. I'm, I'm insulted by bad basketball. Like I, I, I get very, very angry. And I'm forced to watch the Mavericks play, all right? And how do you think? And that's—they're the opposite. They don't play defense at all. They just score 150 points a night. That's but right. This is bad basketball. This is bad basketball. Virginia has. If you're going to be bad, if you're going to be middling and boring, at least score points. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: they—they definitely—they know uh, how they want to win. Uh, and and obviously, you look at their last five games. You know, points of point totals of 59, 69, 65, 66, 60. That is the way they want to win. Um, I think if if you look at their projected record at Torvik right now, uh, twenty-two and nine, thirteen and seven in the ACC. That's going to be enough. Mm-hmm. I, I think. I, I gonna think that's going to be enough. Happy. Yeah, I mean, I, and I realize that the ACC is definitely down from what we are accustomed to, but there is—I just don't see a world where uh, a, a Virginia team in the thirties of the net. With a 22 and 9 record. And we'll see what happens, obviously, in the ACC tournament. But let's just say they get a win in the ACC tournament 23 and 10, you're getting in. Tony Bennett's not getting left out. I mean, it's just, that's just the way it is. Um, Now, will they make a deep run? I mean, I think that's kind of a totally separate question, but uh, I definitely do think they'll be in. All right, moving on down the line here Colorado, ranked 30 in the net uh and they are one and four in quad one games do have arizona this weekend arizona last time we saw them you know kind of scary kind of spooky there with stanford uh took a hell of a second half collapse from stanford for that to happen for arizona but we know the talent is there rj does colorado
0: feel like a tournament team to you at large you know you're top forty in both offensive defense on on Ken Palm. I think that's a I think that's a tourney team. Now they didn't play. They, I mean they played a high school non conference schedule. Man, that was that was downright embarrassing. That was not a good non conference schedule. You can't do anything. You don't know that Florida State's not going to be the normal great. They're not going to be great. Miami's going to have a down year, but I, I would I would think that they're in um, not safe. Maybe they're in the uh, the first four, but but I but I think they're I think they're I would call them attorney team today.
2: Zach, what do you think? I agree. Yeah, I agree. It's just so interesting to me with this team. Is a lot of the people you hear, you're, they're saying, "Oh, this draft is terrible. The NBA draft that's upcoming, yeah. it's going to be one of the worst we've ever seen." But Colorado might have. The best uh, NBA prospect that's playing college basketball right now, Cody Williams, his brother is uh, Jalen Williams on the Thunder. They also have uh, K.J. Simpson and Tristan DeSilva, two guys that are both projected to be first-round picks in the NBA. I think it really might come down to this Arizona game. It's a game they got to have. They need a signature win, and I think they get it done. You know, we're going to hit on that game a little bit later in the show, but Tad Boyle, he's a pretty solid coach. I think they find their way in.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think it's just kind of flip a coin with them right now. Um I mean the metrics that are good. One and four in quad one is is not going to be good enough. Um, and I think they have a lot of booby traps that they have to avoid. UCLA on the road, USC on the road, you know, Utah at home. You know, these are these are going to be. I, I feel like you know very interesting games that could go the wrong way for them. So I am going to just say no. I am going to say that they do not make the NCAA tournament because they don't get all those. They'll be favored, but I don't think they'll get all of them. And I think ultimately when you try to make a resume and you make, try to make a case for Colorado, you're going to ask, what did they do? And you're, and the answer is going to be really nothing. Uh, and I think ultimately that's going to be the difference uh, in why they do they do not ultimately get in. All right, Texas, moving on down the line here. Texas uh, is 38th in the net. They are 4-5 and five against quad ones. Uh, R.J., Texas,
0: here, in here, or out? Here, here's my thing with Texas, okay? They've played a very difficult schedule. You've got to like, – they played UConn, they played Marquette, they played Houston, they played Iowa State, they played BYU. Those are good teams, man. Like that. That's a gauntlet. They lost them all for the most part. I lost a lot of them. They've had they a good couple of wins lately, Baylor, Oklahoma, TCU. They still have Houston again. Um, they still have Kansas and that Kansas games on both those games are on the road. Um, Baylor's on the road too. I don't think they're going to get in. They're going to have too many losses. I think like today, the tournament started today. I would say, dude, you're going to get some credit for playing those games and having that tough schedule, but they have too many. They're going to have 11, 12 losses this year. I just don't see it.
2: What do you think, Zach? I agree. And this is a team to me that's just soft. I understand that Rodney Terry did a really good job last year getting them all the way to uh, the Elite Eight. They really should have been to the Final Four. They had a nice lead on Miami in that game. But there have just been too many head-scratching losses. And then all the horns-down thing with the fans at BYU, with the UCF players, I'm just not a huge fan of this Texas team. I think they miss as well.
1: I I just I disagree with you guys vehemently. I think Texas is is way in. I think Texas, I mean unless they just totally implode here, I think they're going to be way in. Um, simply because of I mean if you have four quad one wins and you have any sort of respectable record in the Big Twelve, yeah. I just don't think they're. I mean you have to field sixty eight. You know you have to put sixty eight yeah. teams in this thing, um, and I just. I, I mean again when you look at some of the things that they've done I mean you got to win it, uh, against Baylor on the road at Oklahoma you know overtime loss to Houston but you, you won at TCU you know uh, I just I just don't know how you keep that team out again provided it's not just a disaster down the stretch so I'll say Texas does wind up getting in and then finally St John's they're 43 in the net they're two and seven in quad one uh, they do have wins over Dayton is Villanova even a good win anymore? 12-2 uh, outside, quad one. Zach, what do you think about St. John's resume?
2: I think they get in just because Rick Pitino is their head coach and they do play their best basketball, uh, usually towards uh, March and when you need to. But they've had some missed opportunities, losing at home to Marquette, losing at home to UConn. I think this is a team that's going to keep getting better as the season go on goes on, as the schedule gets easier. But, man, I, I was thinking that they were going to get at least one of those games against either Marquette or UConn at home.
0: Yeah, they needed one of those games. I think if they make it to the semis um, of the Big East tournament, they, they, they got a really good chance. Other than that, man, I, I'm not putting my my faith in the committee. If I'm, there's too many teams out there that are on the bubble. Um, you know, too many names. I mean, especially if Gonzaga's on the bubble with them. Right. They need to make the semis. I just, you know –
1: there, there's two ways to look at it, right? There's opportunities. There's opportunities for, the, for St. John's because they play in the Big East. There's also, yeah. in the same breath, opportunities to lose those games. You know, like analytically, they're projected to beat Creighton at home. Is that, a, you know, is that really going to happen? You know, I don't know. They're projected to beat Seton Hall at home. Like, these are very difficult games in this league to, to just assume a win. Um, I don't think you can do that really against anybody. Georgetown on the road, like I'm just not necessarily there, um, and so I think for those reasons. Look, Rick Pitino is a great fit for that for that job, and uh, if he wants to be there, he's gonna he's gonna kill it. He's gonna do a great job. Uh, but if I were betting, I think right now, uh, Torvik has them with a 63 percent chance to get an at-large bid. If I could bet no at that price, at you know 37 percent chance, no, I would definitely bet no, just because again, they still to me have work to do when you only have you know, two wins in the quad one category. So, again, opportunities for them to win and improve that resume, but also opportunities to stub your toe and not quite get there. I guess it's a good problem to have, but it is what the Johnnies are going to have to deal with the rest of the way. All right, we have a lot more to get to Saturday. Shaping up to be a very good day in college basketball. We'll break down that slate. Also, some news in college football. Stick around. You're watching BetQLU right here on the QL. Hi, right, welcome back to BetQLU on the BetQL Network. We are on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. We are on Odyssey app wherever you may find us. Appreciate you making us a small part of your weekend, getting ready for what should be a fantastic Saturday in college basketball. Always like to sort of use these segments as look aheads. Obviously, we're going to use Ken projections as we always do. RJ, let's go down the list here. Started off. One o'clock Central Time. Illinois at Michigan State. Kim Pond projects this as a one point win for the Spartans. What do you make of this one in
0: the Big Ten? Dude, I, I like Michigan State. I got to give credit, dude. They 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 started off awfully. Awful. They were terrible. And you know, they've cobbled together a, a decent enough schedule to the point where they're in, they're safely in the day. They're safely mm-hmm. in the dance. Uh, I, I did not expect this at the beginning of the year. You know, I I would when you know they lose to Nebraska, they lose to James Madison. I I saw Wisconsin firsthand against Tennessee. I didn't think they were that great. They lose to Wisconsin. They lost them by double digits. I gotta hand it to a man. Like they're they're there. Here they are. They're just sitting here again, ready to make the tournament. And do not think for a second that if you're a two seed, you want to see them in the second round. If they're a seven. You don't want to see that.
1: Yeah, I agree uh, about that point in terms of this one. If it's this short, uh, I like Illinois. Um, but that's really mostly because I'm pretty high on Illinois, um, you know, with Rodgers and obviously Terrence Shannon Jr. is back in the fold. But also, you know, Marcus Domosk like they have yeah. they have a lot working for them just positionally um, they 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 can obviously uh, had they have their nights where they can fill it up uh, but they just find ways uh, to win and I I just I think they kind of do it again this weekend against a, a Michigan state team that is a little schizophrenic to me you know like I feel like I want to believe them and I want to you know go all the way in. And, I, and I, yeah. a couple of weekends ago when they were at Wisconsin, I did. They lose, they get just, their doors blown off. Now, granted, that was at Wisconsin. But Wisconsin has, you know, let go of the rope since then. And they lose at Minnesota uh, earlier this week. So I just don't really know what to feel about Michigan State. The shooting is just not there. Sometimes they look a little dysfunctional. If it's a short number, I'm going to be on uh, Illinois here, but that's mostly just because I'm high on Illinois and low on Michigan State. All right, Auburn, number twelve ranked Auburn on the road at Florida. Uh, Ken pop has got this projected at four.
0: Auburn minus four, RJ. What do you think? I, I, look, I think if Auburn has any, you know, aspirations of a one seed in the turn, which probably uh, that's probably a little unrealistic, but even a two seed, you got to win a game at Florida on the road. Florida's not a great team. They're they're good. They're they're gonna be the tournament team, most likely. But th- this this is a team you gotta win on the road. I, I don't I don't think necessarily covering, but they gotta win. I would probably lean Florida and the four, but still <laughs> take Auburn. If you want to do a money line bet? Go down that road.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I'm fine laying the four. I'm fine with it. I I I, yeah. I have been a, a big fan of this Auburn team. I will say the the one thing that gives me a a little bit of pause on them in this spot specifically, and you remember this from uh, the 08 season, Bruce Pearl was all in on beating Memphis in that one versus two, right? Right. He was all in on it. And then the next game they lost at Vandy. The very next game they lost at Vandy. So it's like Bruce Pearl, yeah, exactly. Exactly right, bro. Exactly right. So it's like. Bruce Pearl is elite at getting his teams ready for the biggest games. He's yeah, elite he at it. He's one of the best, I think, in the country. But it's like it's like games like this, like this Florida team is unranked, you know, like they, they don't jump off the page at you. They're not like some threat in the SEC to you. So can he have them ready to go? Or is this going to be sort of an emotional letdown spot? I think that's going to be the question. But, look, it doesn't really change my opinion of Auburn one way or the other. Uh, I think they have all the ingredients you need to make a run. So uh, I'll say that Bruce Pearl's learned from, you know, 17 years ago, and uh, and he gets him ready to go this weekend at Florida. All right, Gonzaga at number 17, Kentucky. Uh, minus
0: three for the Wildcats at Ken Palm. RJ, what do you think? I like the over, dude. <laughs> man, I know it's a big number. 167 is a huge number. Kentucky, I mean, they can't stop a nosebleed, man. They can't stop. Anybody. I, I if I was gonna I don't have a great feel on Kentucky. They're way too sporadic for me. I do know they'll play a lick of defense. Not a yeah. lick. Like they're they give a hundred and some points to Tennessee. I, I if I was touching this game, I would touch the over. <laughs> I hate taking overs. I'm a miserable human being. Give me the unders all day. I, I don't know that you can make a number high enough for Kentucky right now on, on the total.
1: I agree with that. And I think um I would probably be interested in Gonzaga if if, if you're giving me, you know, a full full bucket here at three. Uh, I I mean, the one area where Kentucky really struggles is that interior defense. Um, And I think Gonzaga's guards will be, you know, they'll be able to do enough to sort of go tit for tat and back and forth with Kentucky. So I think that's probably a wash. But I think Graham E.K. really is able to go off against whoever it ends up being uh, on the interior. They want to start Big Z. They can start Big Z. I don't think it really matters. I think Gonzaga's bigs probably feasting this one. And it would not shock me if they uh they get the outright win, which will make uh what, three straight home losses? Uh three straight losses at Rupp,
0: Yeah, I believe. Yeah.
1: That would uh, that would be yeah. that would be a very interesting night in Lexington, uh, if it goes like that. I kinda wanna see it. I kinda wanna see how they react, RJ. I wanna kinda see like nice. how does the fan base ha- because you're starting to hear you know, you're starting to hear some things about Cal potentially, you know, moving on or Kentucky moving on, however they end up framing it, because, I mean, it has been a while since they made a Final Four. Mm-hmm. Probably too yeah, long had, for that
0: program. It's, oh, for that program? It's been way too long. I mean, we are – we're at a decade now. I think and it next, is
1: about – I think decade. maybe like
0: nine years, yeah. I think I was at that game. That was the Frank Kaminsky game. I was at that game in, in uh, at AT&T Stadium in, in, in Arlington um that that's for that for that program no 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 yeah uh-uh like totally. Alabama not going to a final four not football and and so I mean I don't know how
1: you off-ramp that you know with Cal but and we'll see how it goes uh okay uh number three ranked North Carolina on the road at Miami both teams off of losses North Carolina minus seven
0: RJ according to Ken Palm's projections yeah, dude, I know I know Miami uh, scores a lot more points at home than they do on the road. Miami, there, there is no way they are stopping North Carolina offensively. There's no way they're going to stop them. They just put up – they didn't even put up 40 against Virginia. Carolina's got a really good defense. I I, I, I see this one as a uh, – I'll take Carolina on the points in this one.
1: I completely agree. Uh, Miami's just bad. And as Zach pointed out in the last segment – you got Laronega walking off in the huddle. Um, I don't. I don't know if the NIL money is drying up or what. I don't know what's going on there. But yeah, I think this is. I think this is a great spot. And, and again, you know, laying laying points on the road in college basketball is not something that I love to do. It's not like I don't look to do that. But I do think situationally, this is definitely a spot where you know there could be there could be margin. There could, now obviously, that's, that's priced into that number at seven, but I believe in this Carolina team, uh, and I think they find a way to, to win with margin over Miami this weekend. Uh, number 13 ranked Baylor at number four, Kansas. Uh, that is a projection of Kansas minus three in Big 12 country, RJ. What do you think?
0: If it's only three, give me Kansas. I, I don't know how this only goes off at three. I would think this is a little bit higher than that. I think, you know, Kansas yep. coming off a loss, they ain't going to lose again. They ain't going to lose at home. Uh, I think this number probably goes off closer to five. I'll take Kansas all day. I know Baylor's got a tough team, and, you know, if you're not shooting the ball well against them, you can't make them stretch that, you know, when they go into the zone. Mm-hmm. I'll take Kansas by three, man.
1: Yeah, I just I don't think that's where we'll be. Uh I, I just think this gets, you know, and again, like, yeah, because you know, it sort of reminds me of the Houston game, right? Most of the analytics, whether it was Ken Palm, whether it was Torvik, they had that Houston game as a Houston five point win. Okay, that number was a pickem. It was a pickem. It was not minus four and a half. Like you cannot, you cannot underestimate or underrate the home court advantage of Fog right, Out. I mean, I, you know, they're just a different team um and uh i i think this is a little short if it's three i agree i'll definitely be on it uh, i think the, the question starts to get four and a half five and a half you know but i still think kansas is the right side in this one so um uh, for whatever reason the analytics have not done a great job of accounting for that and i think it has to matter here all right roll through these here real quick tennessee at texas a&m tennessee minus five on the road rj
0: I don't like us as a road team here. I, I think I think AM would, would cover this one if it's if it's you know four or five points. Uh yeah, Tennessee might win the game, but a AM's they're 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 tricky and Tennessee doesn't play well there historically. They don't play yeah. really well read. I I would I would probably take AM in the points.
1: Uh and then lastly, we'll just do what we'll, we'll, for our for our Pac twelve audience here. Uh eight ranked Arizona at Colorado, Arizona. Only minus
0: three projected over at Ken Pom. Ooh, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. That, that's a that, that is a big. It's a much bigger game, obviously, for Colorado than Arizona. I know Arizona might, you know, have an outside shot. You know, they get it to two, maybe they get to one. Um, but I, I think it's a huge game for Colorado. I, I like, I like Colorado in the three. I think they might pull the upset. Maybe a money line bet here. Wow, I'm on the complete yeah. opposite side, bro. Uh, you're wrong. You're it's okay. You're allowed to be wrong. I just love like this Tech. Arizona team. Just like, that, just like that Georgia Tech bet you gave me. You
1: can't, you, can't hold my one, you can't hold my one loser against me, man. I mean, we've been doing this show for nine months. I got one loser. That's it.
0: It was that one.
1: I love Arizona. They went out, They went on the road into Oregon and handed Oregon their first home loss of the season. Yeah, it is. They're not studying this spot. I think they're built for this. Caleb Love loves it. He eats it up, man. So if you're giving me uh, you know, a short number like this, I know Colorado definitely there's a reason why this number is what it is yeah. and they're a good team and they need it but I love Arizona man I just I have I have a bias for Caleb Love I'm rooting for that kid cuz of everything he went through at Carolina and uh, mm-hmm. and they're pretty damn loaded man that that Arizona team is fun to watch um, and uh, when they get going they look like you know to me one of the best two teams in college yeah, basketball yeah. hey that's going to do it for us for this edition of BetQLU on the BetQL network for my man RJ Choppy. Be safe in Vegas. Hold it down. Have a great time. Let me know no if ways. you need any more winners. Uh, I'm John Martin. Thanks for hanging out with us here uh, on BetQLU on the BetQL network. And we'll see you next week.